Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney groom Dwayne D'Alessandro about his ceremony at the Wedding Pavilion with a reception at the Grand Floridian St. Augustine Ballroom and a dessert party at Germany Promenade in Epcot. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how he chose these locations, how he planned everything, and how it all turned out. So welcome, Dwayne. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate your time and for having me on the show. Thanks for being on the show today. I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how did you and Alec decide you wanted to have your wedding at Disney? So we actually were talking about getting engaged in early 2020, like pre-pandemic, and we were going to visit a venue down in Georgia, and when we came back, that was right around the time that Disney Fairy Tale Weddings was, you know, on Disney+. Plus. So we came back from seeing that venue, and then we watched Disney Fairy Tale Weddings, and we were just like, oh my goodness, I didn't realize Disney even offered all of these different locations. So then we started looking into it and realized that it was actually more affordable than what the venue we were looking at in Georgia. So from there, we just kind of started like doing more digging and reached out to the Disney weddings team to get, you know, their pamphlet and such. So from there, we really just like dug into it and found out, you know, this is what we really want to do. This is going to work for us. That's interesting. I hear that a lot, that people are surprised at how affordable a Disney wedding actually can be. Yeah, there was so much just included, even in the ceremony location, that you would pay extra for when we were looking at other venues. So it just really made sense for us, I think. That's great. Now, how did your friends and family react when they found out your wedding was going to be at Disney? They were very thrilled. We have a lot of uh, Disney adults within our friend group that were actually going to be in the wedding party. So they were super excited. His family is all big Disney nerds. So they love coming down to Disney and everything. And he has a lot of family that lives in California next to Disneyland. So they're big Disneyland goers. So they were really excited to come over to our side and go to Disney World. And then my family has never been before, so they were excited to come down and see, you know, why we love it so much and why I'm always there. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? We invited between like 95 and 100, and we ended up having a final count of 65. Okay. Did you set up a room block for your guests? We did, yeah. So we had a room block at Grand Floridian, Port Orleans, and All-Star Movies. Now, how did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your event? So we really wanted to really accommodate to everybody that was coming down. Since it is a destination wedding, we wanted to make sure that people didn't have to take a lot of time off of work. So we chose to do Saturday because that just felt like, you know, the right day for everybody that we wanted to come down and just accommodate them with their schedule and not have to really take off work and also just, you know, accommodate for our schedules as well because we both work full time. So it just kind of made sense to you know, not have that time off of work. So we 
Originally, we were going to do a later ceremony and then do the reception later. But then when we were planning, we found out that the fireworks party had to be at 845 if we were going to have it after the reception. So we ended up pushing our ceremony to 230 just to have that midday time. So we had enough time to do the ceremony, the reception and make it to the fireworks. Now, how did you choose your ceremony and reception venues? We did a lot of research online looking at the Disney Fairy Tale Wedding site, and we had two or three different venues in mind, but then we went down for a site visit when they opened those back up after COVID, and we just fell in love with the wedding pavilion. We just, you know, we walked over the bridge and stepped in, and we just looked at each other and we were like, we knew this is where we wanted to get married. So seeing it in person really solidified that. And then when it came to the reception menu, there were a couple different ballrooms. We knew we wanted to do a ballroom, not nothing outside, because Florida weather is just very unpredictable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we wanted to do a ballroom, so we checked out two or three. And it just made the most sense being that close to the wedding pavilion to have it at the Grand Floridian, because it was walking distance for some of our guests if they felt, you know, the desire to walk. And it also was just close proximity if we needed, you know, to travel over so there wasn't any traffic or anything. So I think just by being proximity and close enough, that's how we ended up choosing the ballroom at the Grand Floridian. Great. Okay. And then how did you choose Germany Promenade for your dessert party in Epcot? So we went back and forth about this because we originally were just going to do our our wedding party and then later decided, you know, let's just invite everybody. We don't want to cut anybody off or cut time short with anybody. So we ended up opening it to everybody. And at that point, there were only two or three places left but we love germany it's such a storybook feel and it kind of went with like the vibe that we had for the day anyway so we switched over to germany like halfway through the planning process when we decided that we were going to open it up to all of our guests and it really just fit the vibe and it went really well with you know our aesthetic that's interesting so did you have a theme for your day or what kind of vibe were you going for so the whole like theme and the vibe was enchanted fairy tale like whimsical we wanted you know nods to disney without it being like in your face disney there wasn't really any character specific traits or anything that you'll see like throughout the wedding but it just felt like you were stepping into like an enchanted disney type movie i guess that's great did you guys use any outside vendors for your event we used an outside vendor for our projection cake And that ended up being really great because that was something that we really wanted from the start. But then Disney's was down and they told us in late January that it was not going to be repaired in time. So I think they allowed us to use the outside vendor because of that reason. And then we also used an outside vendor for our live painter. And she was really great. And this was her first Disney wedding. And I think that she was really excited about, you know, having the opportunity to come and, you know, be at Disney and paint a wedding there. That's great. Who did you use for live painting? Her name is Katie Collins. And what vendor did you use for the projection cake? So his name is Ricardo Ortiz. I think that he outsources the cake, but then he does all of the designing for the, the, like he does all the animation for the cake, but he outsources the cake from, I think, Orlando Production Company, I believe. Interesting. So how did you guys choose an officiant? We've always had a really close friend, and he, he's been one of my friends for a long time. And we've always had this running joke that, you know, if I was going to marry anybody, that he'd be the one to do it. So when the time came, he really approached me seriously and said, you know, I actually do really want to do this for you if you'd let me. And we figured, you know, why not have somebody that's close to us and knows us and who's a friend of ours do it rather than some stranger that we haven't met or, you know, 
have someone that's less close to us. So it ended up being a close friend of ours. And I know that he went into it very nervous because it was his first time. But everyone says that he did such a great job. And I think that he just really killed it and knocked it out of the park. So we're very thankful for him. That's wonderful. Did you guys add any kind of entertainment to the ceremony or the reception? So we added a violinist for the ceremony and then a pianist as well. And the violinist just kind of played some Disney love songs while the guests were entering. And then we had the pianist play the music for the wedding party as they walked down the aisle. And then when we switched over to the pre-reception, the violinist went over there and took requests from table to table to play music. And then in the reception, we had a gold mirror selfie station. We had a wishing tree. We had the live painter. We had a DJ. We had confetti cannons, so a lot of different entertainment elements there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first of all, what is a wishing tree? I saw this on TikTok, and it just felt really like appropriate for what we were, were doing. And I really wanted a lot of the aspects of the wedding to be experiential. So rather than just like signing a regular guest book, we had this beautiful like faux tree on a table that had just empty, like no leaves or anything, like just branches. And our guest would write down a wish for us on a piece of paper, and then they would tie it to the tree, and it would hang there. And it just looked stunning, and it just—it's very—it was very special to read those wishes, you know, when we got home after everything. That's a great idea. And then I wanted to ask about the selfie station and the confetti cannons because those are two things that you see people asking a lot: Is it worth it? Is it worth paying the extra for these things? I think it's 100% worth it. The selfie station was such a hit. And because it had, it was like that gold mirror, it just kind of felt even more Disney and more fairy tale. And the attendant was super great. The picture turned out super great. You're able to get printouts and send them to your phone. And it comes with props. So I think that was 100% worth it from what I hear from our guest and, you know, just my experience with it. The confetti cannons to me were totally worth it. That was such a highlight of the night for me and as well as some of our other guests. Just having that final song play and then the confetti cannons go off just adds to that level of excitement for the end of the night. And I feel like it just like hyped our guest up again to, you know, be transported over to the, the fireworks dessert party. That's great. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors you would recommend? So we did not have a cake, so I can't speak to any type of cake flavoring. But as far as menu items, Alec and I ended up getting, just for ourselves, the Cinderella chocolate slipper on a silkscreen plate. And that was delicious. And I'm so glad that we did that just for us. It was so beautiful the way that they presented it. And it was really good. So I would definitely recommend that. And a lot of our guests, the meat option that we chose was the short rib. I'm not like, I don't know the specific short rib that we chose, but <laughs> they really loved that. And we had a lot of comments saying how really good that was. So I'm glad that we ended up choosing something, you know, other than a standard chicken or a steak. That's interesting. So you had the projector cake, but you didn't pay for any real cake. Did you stage like a fake cake cutting or was the projector cake more of just a decor element? The projection cake was more of just a decor element. And we went back and forth about if we were just going to do like a sheet cake to serve our guests. But at the end of the day, we figured, you know, we're heading over to the dessert party. There's going to be so much food over there that we felt like, you know, doing the sheet cake would be such a waste of money because we, we were giving them all so many other options at the dessert party to enjoy a dessert. Right. Okay. So that leads into my next question. Do you have any menu items from the dessert party that you would recommend? Yes. 
the s'mores parfait. I'm such a s'mores person. So that was like my highlight. And then we had gray stuff cupcakes that are like inspired by the gray stuff that you get at the be our guest restaurant. And that was really delicious. And then our other dessert was the Dole Whip cream puffs. And like everything we we got a lot of great comments about saying people, you know, really enjoyed every single dessert. And I had multiple of each. (laughs) And I really loved all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I have to know more about the s'mores parfait. Was it like chocolate mousse layered with graham crackers and marshmallow? Yeah, so it was exactly that. It was a chocolate mousse with like a graham cracker crumb and then a marshmallow like whipped cream. It was really, really good. (laughs) Wow. Did you guys do a ride mix in for your guests after the dessert party? We did. And we decided for that just because our wedding party, you know, we're very dedicated and, you know, made the trip. And originally we were going to get married in 2022 and we pushed it back to 2023. So they were very there for us during all of these changes and, you know, being engaged for so long. So we decided that doing the Ryan Mixon was going to be something special just for them. So we did, after the dessert party, go over to Guardians of the Galaxy, Cosmic Rewind, and we were to do that with just our wedding party. And that was very special. That was definitely my favorite part of the night. That's fantastic. Okay, so was it worth the upcharge they have for Ryan Mixons? I think they could have charged me anything and I would have still <laughs> done it. It was just such a special, like, cool, exclusive experience when we walked in, it was just us, you know, in the wedding party. And I think everyone, like some of our, our guests there had never ridden that ride. So they were just really hyped up, you know, to ride that. But also just having that exclusive experience where it's just us and nobody else is on the ride and the workers are there just for us. And then having that whole ride, it's just our entire wedding party. And we're so excited. And we just celebrated the happiest day of our life. Honestly, there's no words to describe like how great that experience was. So I'm like, they could have charged me anything and I would have done it. (laughs) (laughs) Just what Disney loves to hear. (laughs) (laughs) So can you give my listeners a timeline of how the day ran? Yeah, we actually started hair and makeup at 730, um, which was early for some people. (laughs) (laughs) And then from 730 to 1230, we did hair and makeup. And then we started doing some of the getting ready photos with our photographer around 1130. And then 1.30, I started being transported over to the Grand Floridian Convention Center for my pickup for the carriage. And my wedding party was transported over to Wedding Pavilion to get ready for the ceremony. And then at 2.10, me and my mom were picked up for the carriage ride. And that was spectacular. And then... 2.30 2.30 was our ceremony start time, and we started like five minutes after, just we had, we had some guests rolling in late. So the ceremony went from like 2.35 to like 2.50. It was very short, very sweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, then from like 2.50 to about 3.20, we just did um, some photos with our, our family and the wedding party. And then after that, it was the pre-reception from like 3.30 to 4.30. And then we started the reception entrances a a little late as well. So that went from like 4.45 to 8.15 was the reception. And then from 8.15 to 8.45, we were transferred over to the American Pavilion in Epcot. And then we were escorted to our dessert party at Germany Promenade. And then from like 9 to 10 was the dessert party And right around 10 is when we were transported over to Guardians. And then we made it back to the bus by 10.30. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? So a lot of the decor, um, like I said, we really wanted, you know, things to be more experiential. So, you know, going that extra mile, like with the selfie station, that's a very interactive thing. The witching tree, things like that. And like the projection cake, like that being an experience. 
Um, so just really spending money on like entertainment things and decor that are experiential. And then for me, like the carriage was such a huge thing. So I really wanted to invest in that and have that experience as well. And then I think the food was the other like most important thing we really wanted to provide, you know, food that everyone was going to enjoy, as well as like some different options. So we did like a fish, a meat and a veggie, um, as well as some different like appetizers as well. So I think like, those were pretty much the three most important things that we, we put our time and energy and money into. Okay. And then were there any aspects that were less important where you saved your money or just your effort? So we did not really invest in any type of favors for our guests. We did end up buying flip-flops for our guests to dance during the reception, to, you know, get off their uncomfortable shoes and their heels. So that was like as pretty much as far as we did as a favor. But as far as an official favor, we didn't do anything there. And then we didn't invest any like time or energy into a unity ceremony, just because when it came down to it at the end of the day, we were looking at things and nothing felt like it was really us that, you know, we wanted to do during the ceremony. Um, so those were like two of some of the aspects that I feel like traditional weddings have that we didn't really um, spend time or energy on. Okay. So what ended up being your favorite memory of the wedding day? Definitely Guardians. I mean, the ceremony was truly magical. And we had a lot of feedback from our guests saying that like that, that was their favorite part, which to me is says something because I feel like when you go to a wedding, that's kind of the part that you're like, okay, like I'm here for this, but like I'm here for the party. I want to get to the reception. So having everyone say that our ceremony was really special and they, that was their favorite part, like that meant a lot to us. And it was really special for me, you know, to be there and, and feel that. But my personal favorite memory was definitely Guardians of the Galaxy at the end of the night. It, like I said, it was just such an exclusive experience. And to have that moment, just a pure excitement and like fun with our wedding party at the end of the day, just celebrating was truly an unforgettable experience. That's wonderful. Now, you guys had a chance to go into the parks with your photographer while they were open and take some portraits. Can you talk a little bit about that experience? Yeah. So our photographer offered a day after session or like a day before session. So we figured, why not go into the parks at Magic Kingdom, take some photos there. And we just bought her tickets to get in. And then we just spent like an hour or so going to our favorite places at the park. So we went to our favorite places in the park. So we went to Cinderella's Wishing Well, the front of Magic Kingdom Castle, and then the Tangled area. And just got a couple different photos around the castle. And we kind of expressed our vision to her before and like some of our must-have shots. So she really just, you know ran with everything that we wanted to do. And when she would see something, she'd stop us and say, you know, let's stop here and get a photo. And it ended up being really great timing. A lot of our photos around the castle happened during a parade. So all of the guests were like, you know, on the main street watching the parade and not even like paying attention to the castle. So it really felt like in the photos, like there was no one else around. So that was a really cool experience as well. That's a great tip. Now, on your wedding day, was there anything that went wrong or just didn't turn out like you expected? I have to say I am the biggest person to believe like something was definitely going to go wrong because um, we had, you know, multiple events throughout the week and I kept thinking, okay, this day was perfect. So like the next day, something really bad is going to happen. And it just kept going and it came to the wedding day and I was like, oh God, this is the day. Something, something's going wrong, but I'm so thankful and so lucky and blessed to say 
that nothing went wrong. And I'm, I'm the person that looks for it. I'm the person that gets stressed and would, you know, the, the entire week leading up, it was supposed to rain, you know, the entire day. And it just kept getting pushed back and pushed back. And it didn't rain until we got off the bus to go to our hotel at the end of the night. So it ended up just being the perfect day. And I'm, I'm very grateful and thankful for Disney's wedding team. They did everything perfectly. And the day just went so smooth with no issues. And I'm, I'm very blessed. (laughs) (laughs) Was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about and then it turned out not to be a big deal? Yes. So with the fireworks party being directly after the reception, um, it meant that we had to have a shorter reception than what we were both kind of planning on. So, you know, leading up to it, we were kind of worried that we weren't going to have enough time to dance and really enjoy the reception. Um, but I will say that it turned out being totally fine on on my end. Um, I remember it being 7.30 and I was like, I am so tired. I cannot dance another second. So um, by the time it was 8.15 and we did the final dance, I was truly like, okay, this was perfect. I couldn't, I couldn't do any more dancing. I couldn't, there's no more time to be had. Um, and we actually got to, you know, spend time with every single one of our guests and get photos with them. So it was definitely more than enough time. But leading up to it, we were, we kept thinking, you know, we're going to be, we're going to be so rushed at the reception and we're not going to be able to even eat or do anything, but it ended up being totally fine. Okay, that's great to hear. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? We talked about it um, back and forth. And Alec really says that he feels like we should have had the dessert party on a different day, just because it did feel like, you know, we were rushing after the dessert party to get to the Guardians ride and then get back to the bus. And it felt like, you know, we watched the fireworks and chit chatted with our guests like a couple, like for five minutes and then had to go to Guardians. I personally felt like it was really great timing. Um, So I know that he feels that he wishes that we had the fireworks party on a different day, just so we had more time to really soak that in and have our, enjoy that time with our guests. But for me, I thought, you know, we spent a lot of time with them at the reception. We spent time with them at the fireworks party. um, So I thought it was great. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? Yes, I am a very big planner. Um, And I like to plan things as far in advance as I can. And with Disney, everything is so, you know, up to the last moment. Um, And I mean that in the sense of like, you're getting down to like three to four months, and that's when the bulk of your planning is happening. And I'm such a person that's like, that gives me anxiety. But I feel like with Disney, they know what they're doing. This is their process. And you just have to trust the process. And I wish I could tell myself that in January when I was freaking out. Um, Because we were two months before and there were still some things that we were figuring out. And looking back, I'm like, this is Disney. They know what they're doing. So my advice is for all you planners out there that are neurotic like me, (laughs) just trust the process. I promise that you're in good hands and they will take care of you. (laughs) (laughs) That's great advice. Well, Dwayne, I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in getting married at Walt Disney World. And I appreciate your taking the time. Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on here. I listen, so it really helped me to listen to you um, and other people that got married there. So I'm happy to help and here for any anything else that anybody needs. <laughs> That's awesome. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com or listen in your favorite podcast app. 
And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com.